what's up everybody happy tuesday it is september 29th 2020 and uh yeah i do normally record uh this podcast on mondays and uh and i did uh but somehow i managed to screw the whole thing up i have no idea what i did and uh, it's just gone. The file's gone. I, I don't. I I don't know if if I if I added it to another recording. I honestly, I'm I'm not tech savvy enough to like navigate through my this. Uh, I think Anchor is a tremendous app, and I, I'm not trying to, to talk bad about it. I just I'm not tech savvy at all. I'm like Johnny Unnumonic, a reference to a bad movie from the past. Um, but yeah, I don't like even after this when I record this, it's gonna take me forever to uh, like publish it just because I'm, I'm I so don't know what I'm doing and it, it gives you like it prompts you so nicely and uh, yeah somehow I'll, I I I I screw it up but anywho um, yeah so uh, so I'm gonna try to uh, recreate uh, the, the the genius that was yesterday's uh, podcast, but uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, yeah, I had a great weekend this weekend. I went down to uh, my my family's my parents' house down in uh, South Orange County. Um, uh, I want I was craving Mexican food. My parents have a Mexican restaurant down there, and it just it, you know there's there's a lot of good Mexican food in Los Angeles, but uh, we crave what we grew up on, you know. And uh, I was I was craving uh, some some amazing carnitas, and uh, anywho, I went down there because uh, my buddy uh, Patrick Keen was doing a, sh- a comedy show on Saturday at this place called Bistro K. And uh, man, look, I'm just uh, free advertising for my one listener. Um, yeah, I went down to Bistro K, and they had you know they section off the. Uh, with like bales of hay in the parking lot or the packing lot if you're from Massachusetts. So the packing lot was, uh, was the parking lot was uh, closed off and they have all the tables there. And, and I honestly don't know that the people knew that they were gonna be uh, watching stand up because like they had this this girl who was like singing kind of, kind of karaoke style. She's playing the music and singing like in the background. It was really beautiful. She had a beautiful voice, and everybody was ordering like lobster, lobster ravioli. Then it looked amazing, but I had just had some carne asada, so I didn't, I didn't, uh, didn't partake in the uh, Italian food. But uh, it looked delicious anyway. It was just so nice to see comedy again, man. It, 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 it was nice to laugh, and and you know, as a comic, I was obviously. Uh, Tempted, you know, uh, ulterior motives. You're like, maybe they'll give me five minutes up top or seven minutes, you know, just to just to just to warm up the crowd. But uh, no, they had to take care of. But it was a tremendous show, and I I'm I'm so bad. Uh, like I I just met the other comics, but they were. It was a great show. It was just so nice to like laugh, man. We need we need more laughter again, and I don't know how. <laughs> I I don't know. It's gonna be weird, man. It was just so nice. Uh, so I guess it reminded me of like just stand up in general. Like uh, I figure since uh, we were, you know, I did an episode about nine eleven. I'll just keep moving down memory lane because um, I met Patrick Keen at the comedy store back in two thousand four when I first started doing stand up. Um, yeah, I that's when I had just moved back from New York and uh, I, uh, I I reconnected with a buddy of mine, Aaron Cater. 
who was a, a, a stand-up at, uh, at, he was a paid regular at the comedy store at the time, and I went with him to a show, because we were living together, um, we ended up, I, his roommate ended up moving out, and I ended up moving in, and, and uh, I went with him to the comedy store to see him perform, and I was like, man, that scares the crap out of me, I gotta do this. And um, and so he he directed me to uh, he was like oh go you know meet Adam Barnhart he introduced me to Adam Barnhart Adam Barnhart does classes where it's a six week course and after that you get a spot at the Belly Room on a Sunday night so bam take the class six weeks comes uh, I do my my first stand up set and it was a success people it's because everybody's there that's like uh, newcomers like everybody be supportive please be supportive of these new comics I can't remember if I invited my family um, I probably did but I was so nervous that I don't even like my, my memory doesn't even remember that first night I just remember it going so well that they had asked me to like keep coming and so I somehow became like a regular on the Sunday nights, the Sunday night belly room show. It was, it was, it was a phenomenal experience. And this is back when like, uh, oh God, so who was it? It was, uh, it was uh, me, Patrick Keene, Adam Barnhart, Scott Prinsky, uh, Brian Etheridge, uh, Brian Keith Etheridge, Cynthia Levine, and then like Sarah Highland ended up coming in and like, the door guys were like Sam Tripoli, Ari Shafir, and Doc Willis, and Steve Renazizi, and uh, uh, yeah, it was crazy times. And back then, it was because it was after 9-11, oh, here we go, perfect tie-in. So 2004, um, my roommate Aaron Cater was doing a show with uh, um, Ahmed Ahmed, Maz Jabrani, and oh gosh... Oh my God, I'm so terrible. I can't remember the, the fourth guy. But they did a, a show called The Axis of Evil. And so, uh, yeah, man, it was it was just I, it was a uh, it, it was my beginning in comedy, and it was just such a phenomenal time, man. Sebastian Maniscalco was, uh, you know, we don't every, every night. I was there. I was at the comedy store every night, man. No matter where we went to do comedy, we always ended up back at the comedy store. And because I, I ran the room on Sunday nights, man, I didn't do open mics. I just traded, like, people be like, can you put me up? I'm like, yeah, and I go to other places. And people just put you up, give you seven minutes. And, you know, <laughs> I remember uh, Bobby Lee, uh, he let me open for him in Vegas, which was, which was, I mean, it was amazing. It was Bobby, Bobby and Aaron Cater were doing, and then they had some other comics, and we were at the uh, Harris Improv. And uh, I went out there. I didn't have the, uh, you know, we're driving and Aaron kept going. He's like, dude, Bobby will put you up. He'll, you know, like, that's Bobby will do that. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I've got seven minutes of material, bro. Like, wow. And, uh, you know, I could maybe do 10, but, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway, so, yeah, I ended up, uh, Bobby's like, you want to do seven, you know, seven minutes up top? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And this was the first time I had done like a crowd. There was, I don't know, like 400 people in there. There was a lot of people in there. And uh, I ended up running the light two minutes because I was so nervous. I didn't know where the light was. And all of a sudden I look to the right and I see this flashing red bulb. And I'm like, okay, that's my time, folks. And I go back, uh, or go backstage. 
And but first thing Bobby said, he's like, "You fucking ran the light." And I'm like, "I." He goes, "You're lucky you did good." Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, that was that was uh, that was an interesting interesting time. Um, I do remember the first time I bombed, and uh, I was a Sunday night. It was my and and I had already become like this was like four months doing into comedy, maybe maybe three months into comedy, and. I had like a dude. My I had seven minutes. It killed. It killed. You know, it, for my in my own like you know for where I was in 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 my comedy career, if you will. And somehow one Sunday night, I get up on stage, and you know I had a little recorder there, and it had a little it was digital like thing that displayed like the time. And I literally had gone through all seven minutes of my jokes in like three and a half minutes because there was just no laughter. Not one laugh. <clears throat> Damn, what's going on with my throat? And uh, I, I literally was, I look and it's like three and a half minutes and I'm like, what, what's going on here? <clears throat> so I just get so nervous that I'm like, <clears throat> excuse me. I get so nervous that I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm done. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. I walk off the stage and my brain is like literally saying, I am never going to do stand-up comedy ever, ever again. Because <laughs> I could see every, like you can see the audience and people are just staring at you. And not only that, like what made it worse was that all like the regulars of the comedy store were, were like watching. It was like Tripoli. Uh, like I'm telling you, like our fear was there. Like they, they were all watching. All, everybody was watching. And I... I was mortified and I'm getting off stage and they're all cheering me on they're like hey you broke your cherry you bombed and I'm like no give, give me the I'm never gonna do stand-up comedy again and they literally were like nah dude they took me downstairs they walked me into the O room into the original room and they're like hey he's going next he's going next and I'm like no man they're like do your same set do the exact same set you just were gonna do up there and somehow I did and it Crushed, not not crushed, but dude, it got the laughter that I I was used to, and had they not done that, I can honestly say I probably would have never done stand up comedy again. And then, to boot the 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 cherry on top of this this Sunday uh, nugget of, of 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 story of lesson learned in life, was we go outside and you know we're standing around smoking weed, smoking cigarettes, drinking, get you know having some drinks, and. I get introduced to Paul Mooney, uh, the the wonderful Paul Mooney, and he, they're like, oh, you know, he just bobbed, he had his, and he's like, and then what'd you do? And they told him the story. They're like, then he went on the old room and he fucking killed it. And I'll never forget. This was the first time I met Paul Mooney, and these were his pearls of wisdom to me. He said, "Hey man, don't get laugh ears." And I'm like, what do you mean laugh ears? He's like, comics get laugh ears. You you think that you know, that that uh, you know if they're not laughing every every like second that they're not enjoying themselves. And he's like, you know, he's like some of my best sets. People are just listening because they're 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 listening to everything I'm saying. And then he goes he goes, don't get me wrong, you probably bomb, motherfucker. You like you bombed, you know that's you bomb too. But you you move on, you move on. And so I was like, you know, it was just. It was surreal, man. It's it was a surreal experience, and oh, man, 
it just got better and better. And I still bomb now, but I don't give a shit. Um, and it's uh, it's it's at the time it's at the point now where I'm like I miss bombing. Like I like I just want to be on stage. I just want to have a microphone in my hand and trying to make people laugh. Because this medium here is is uh, it's a different thing, you know. But I I, I will say that uh, I do I do miss some stand up comedy. You got to get out there and do some stand. Go watch some stand up. Go support stand up. Go if you if you hear about a show in, in a pack and lot near you, uh, yeah, go go check it out. Go laugh um, and uh, yeah, but be safe. And uh, yeah, somehow somehow uh, I got onto. Uh, Got onto that trip, um, but I will say uh, I've had an I've had a I've had a, 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 a tremendous tremendous experience. I've met some you know uh, got, made, made some great uh, met some great human beings from that Sarah Tiana. I mean she's she's truly one of the funniest funniest uh, humans I know. Man, she's just got got a good head on her shoulders. Um, anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, yeah, I remember. The, uh, I'll, I'll share the. I guess this last thing, this last thing. I remember the first time I met Bobby Lee was uh, I was living with Cater. Uh, we had a house up up the street on Dracena. It was a nice craftsman house, man. Um, and uh, Bobby Lee comes in, and I'm like, oh shit! I, you know, I'd recognize him from watching him do stand up and uh, and Mad TV and stuff. And then uh, and. You know, I, I was being the, ho the the gracious host, and I was like, "Hey, man, you want like a, a coke or something, a soda or some water?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll have a coke." And then I go into the kitchen, and it's right next to the living room, and I hear Aaron cracking up, and I'm like, uh, "Probably talking shit about me." So I get three cokes, you know, snap them open, come in, and I walk into the living room, and Bobby Lee is completely naked with his hands behind his head watching TV, and he's like, "Hey," and he's like, "Can I get that coke?" And I'm like. Dude, put your put your clothes back on, and it was like that's when it's like yeah that's that's that yeah anyway that's Bobby man you guys fearless dude fearless and I and I've always loved him because you know he gave me he gave me my first go at a big 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 audience and I and I I'm always thankful I I'm thankful for everybody that I've met in my in this life of mine. But I think that's 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 gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll just say to be continued. I I'm I'm bummed because I I know I had recorded uh, and I always shred my notes afterwards just because that's what I do. And so there's no way I'm gonna tape together those notes after they were shredded to figure out what the heck I said. But uh, on that note. Uh, I hope you enjoy the story. Um, there's plenty, plenty more to tell. <laughs> Just not today. And um, have a great week. Uh, uh, exercise, like I always say, get out there and exercise. Smile. Say hi to everybody. Call someone up and tell them you love them. And uh, just have a have a good day, man. Be 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 well. Uh, lo lo love th love thyself as often as possible. I do. I love myself at least once a day. Sometimes twice when I'm feeling frisky. Anyway, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.